Thank you, Pastor. Uh, if you could go ahead and take your Bibles and turn to Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Um, a few years ago, uh, Pastor, you remind me of something. A few years ago, I used a, an iPad a lot to, to speak off of. Um, for one reason, I can make it really big, and I can actually see it from a, you know, see it. Not that I have vision issues like uh, most older people do, but... But um, there was an event, it was, um, it was an education policy event. It was in Orlando. It was probably over 1,000, 1,200 people there. And I was, supposed to, um, I was supposed to close the event. I was one, I was, the, I was supposed to be the, um, the speaker that closed the event. And I had an iPad up and I got up, I had this thing ready, I was prepared to go. And I had worked on this, um, this message that I gave at this event. I had worked on it literally all night, and I'm saying all night long. And um, I got there, I got to the event, got up to speak, and the very first part of my speech, I got out, and I'm saying about two sentences, and my iPad went dead. And I thought, oh no, what am I going to do? It's not like I have this memorized because I worked on it all night that night. And so I thought, okay, Lord, you're going to have to give this one to me because I, there's no way that I can, I can do this. And, um, and honestly, God moved in that event. It was, it was awesome. And I, could, I walked away and people would say, oh, that was great. And I said, no, it's not great. I had nothing to do with that. That was all God. And tonight I would encourage you to listen to God's word. Don't listen to Randy Osborne. I want you to listen to God's word tonight. Uh, Matthew 24, um, just out of respect for God's word, if you would stand, and we're going to start in verse 32. Uh, verse 32, Matthew 24, 32. Now learn a parable of the fig tree. When its branches yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise, when ye shall see all, all these things, know that, this is, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for your word. Lord, I just pray that uh, tonight that you uh, will speak through me, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that uh, you will not allow me to say anything that I do not need to say. I pray, Lord, that um, everything is done and said tonight will honor and glorify you. Lord, I just pray that your spirit will go out and work amongst your people. And also, Lord, I pray that you will convict sinners in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Um, Today, I, um, I, had to, I had to leave the service early. My mom and dad, um, the place that uh, they are staying, 
called me and said both of them had fallen and they had taken to the hospital. So I, I took off and thinking, oh, you know, here's another, another thing that I've got to deal with. But I, I went ahead and took off. And of course, you know, I always, I never procrastinate, but I was almost out of gas. So I went ahead and um, stopped at a gas station. And um, I got gas and I was in a hurry, of course, trying to get over to the hospital. And this lady walked up to me and she looked at me, she said, sir, sir. And I thought, okay, what do you want? You know, money, what, what's going on here? And she said, what is the word for today? And I said, I don't know where this came from. I said, grace, grace, God's grace. She said, grace? I said, yes, God's grace. And she, she walked away and I thought, where did that come from? Why did I even say that? You know, I, I don't even know where it came from. And then tonight, I look, at, I look at our music, grace greater than all of our sin. Wow, wow, grace. And then, and then Mrs. Dayton sang that song, wow, in Christ alone. What a, what a message, what a message. This, um, this passage has been preached many times. If you've been into, um, if you've grown up in a church service, I imagine you've heard this, this passage time and time again, and you've heard probably many, many preachers preach on this. I am not a, um, somebody that is a, um, I, I don't do a lot of studying on uh, pro- prophecy. I don't. Um, I am, um, I am a, a pre-tribulationist. I'm a pre-trib guy is what we call them when we grow up in school. I'm a pre-trib guy. And um, pastors, I've, I've met with many, many pastors all over the state, and um, they all have, not all, but many of them have different, different positions on it. Some people say that um, they're, they're uh, pre-trib people. Some pa- say that they're mid-trib people, and some people say that they're post-trib people. Well, I had one pastor that he was talking about, it, and I said, so what, what's your position on this? He said, I'm a pan-trib. I said, what is a pan-trib? He said, oh, it's all going to pan out in the end anyway, so I really don't know. So <laughs> that was one of them I kind of caught me off guard because I, I never really, n- not really caught that one. This passage, um, many people say that um, this passage is talking about um, Jesus was actually prophesying on when Jerusalem and the temple was going to be destroyed again. And many people say that that's what this is about. Um, then there are some people that say, well, it, some of this is about that, but some of them is also about Christ, um, the rapture, is talking about the rapture. So many people uh, talk about that. I have a tendency to believe, and this is just me, I, I tend to believe that it's probably a little bit of both. If you go to verse 21, it says this, For then shall be great tribulation, such as what was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And I thought of that, and I thought, okay, wait a second. If that's the case, um, there, there was a flood. Remember that? There was a flood. So, and that was a, it was such a horrific event that God promised <clears throat> that he would never do that again. He would never destroy the world by a flood again. And I thought, okay, if that's the case, then maybe he's talking about um, the tribulation to come. 
So in some of this, some of it, I, I tend to believe that it may be he's talking about when the temple was, was going to fall after uh, Christ went back to heaven. But um, some of it I do believe is part of the tribulation. And it goes on talking about the parable of the fig tree. When its branches yet tender and put, put it forth leaves, ye know that the summer is nigh. So likewise, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near even at the door. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away um, till all these things be fulfilled. He, Jesus gives us a little example of what is going to happen. And he gave a, he gave a parable of a, of a fig tree um, in that example. And he was talking about a fig tree, and many people would uh, take the word or the, the term of fig tree and it's always talking about Israel. It's always talking about Israel. And many people believe that this passage is actually talking about Israel when it, came, when it was young and became a nation again. And then it talks about, Jesus talks about when this generation shall not pass away, this generation of this new fig tree. Many people believe that he's referring to um, the nation of Israel. Um, the generation of Israel would not pass away. This generation, which is when Israel became a nation, until um, that that generation would not pass away, that Jesus would come back or the rapture. Um, many people believe that, and it's, it's, an interesting, it's, it's interesting to see that, um, to look at that and look at that in that light. Um, and then he goes on very, very clearly and he says this, but of the day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And there's many been many prophetic evangelists over the years that have tried to date um, the coming of Christ. Um, and they have miserably failed at that because I think that they failed or they just got a little bit careless and they did not look and say, you know, the day and hour knoweth no man, no man, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But this is what we do know. But as in the days of Noah, were so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that they were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And then the flood came, and, and knew not until the flood came, and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So what was the days of Noah? What was really going on during the days of Noah? Well, apparently, it was so bad that God destroyed the entire world. He destroyed the, whole, uh, the entire world except Noah and his family. So you would think, okay, it had to be pretty bad. And if you read in Genesis and go through about the wickedness and some of the things that were going, and it actually refers to about the giants in the land and how that they were, um, they were marrying and a lot, of, a lot of evil things that were going on. And I look at today and I say, wow, as in the days of Noah also shall the sun the coming of the Son of God be, and today is a day like, today, like the days of Noah. There's nothing that you can see in Scripture 
that is, that is prophetic that you cannot say this has to happen before Christ returns or the rapture comes. There's nothing that you can say. Now, you can, you can have different uh, opinions and philosophies, but there's absolutely nothing that would keep Christ not from coming today. Nothing. And I look back, and, and in January of 2021, I gave a message. I got a lot, of, a lot of fallout on that message. But I gave a message, and this is what I said. That I said was going to happen. And again, I wasn't being prophetic. I was just looking at what was happening, knowing what the intentions were of our government. And I just looked back, and I said, this is what's going to happen. And this is what I said. I said, control. I said, one of the things that was going to happen, and it was basically to create a communistic government or a one-world government. And this is what I said. I said, the government, it would be a control of health care. The government would have to control the health care system. Uh, many people actually call this a public-private partnership. But... Russia and China calls it communism. So anytime you hear that term, it sounds really cool, and a lot of, uh, a lot of politicians on both sides throw up that term. It is another term of government controlling business to the point of it's, it's a government takeover. In fact, in our healthcare system today, 80%, 80% of all healthcare people work for a public-private partnership that is controlled by the United States government. Only 20% of doctors are private doctors. Only 20%. So you go to a doctor, um, if the, you, they have a 20% probability of them being private, and they are being put out of business. Um, the regulations, the controls, is literally putting them out of business. The second thing I said is, um, to control a population, you have to create poverty. You have to create poverty. You don't think that's happening? Um, how about those gas prices? By the way, when I went to fill up my gas tank, um, $80. $80. And I'm like, this is just a car. You know, this is, not a, this is not some kind of a big truck. It's a car. $80. And you go on. You go to the grocery store. Everywhere you go... The inflation is taking a toll on, on our, our country and on our people. The third thing I said was um, increase national debt to an unsustainable level. The reasons you have inflation to the level that you have it is because the federal government is spending money that it does not have. They're making money. They're creating paper that it has no, there's nothing that's backing it up. That's what creates inflation, Venezuela. Then the, third, the fourth thing I said is uh, gun control. Now this is the one I'm going to get pushed back, Bond, and I'm okay with it. Remove the ability for citizens to defend themselves against the government. And no, our founding fathers, uh, they did not have deer hunters in mind when they made the Second Amendment. Just, just giving you all a heads up, um, because I know that there's been some, some discussion about that from some political leaders about hunting in the Second Amendment, it ain't got nothing to do with that. Right. Right. 
Then the fifth thing I said is create a welfare state. Take control of every aspect of food, housing, and income. Baby formula? Toilet paper? Every aspect of housing, income, and food. And that's what's happening as you, as you see it played out in our eyes right now. I said education, take control of all forms of education, include, including social media. And now we have the Ministry of Truth. The Ministry of Truth. That is Communism 101. All communist countries have a department that's called something like that. All communist countries have it. And now we've decided that that's a good idea for a free nation to have. Religion, remove the belief in God from the government schools, replace God, replace God with the government. And as we see that played out, we've seen that played out since 1962 and 1963, but it's becoming more and more prominent every day as we speak. Um, there is always a political attack against Ocala Christian Academy in all Christian schools because they want to impose what they have redefined in the Title IX um, terminology from the government uh, to include uh, sexual orientation and sexual gender um, equality that has nothing to do with Title IX, but that's what um, has been played out, and there's been threat of that again and again and again. And then the last thing I said is create a class warfare. Rich people are evil and are not paying their fair share. Um, I wish they would pay me more, but they're still rich, and um, they got that way, hopefully, on their own, and they didn't beg, borrow, and steal it. That was the, that was the things that I said 2021 that was going to happen, and today, every one of those is being played out um, in our eyes to the day. I also commented that there would be borders would be open up, which will ensure a one-party system and will bankrupt the country. In 2021, there was over two million illegal aliens, okay? I didn't say undocumented immigrants, I said illegal aliens because it is illegal. It's a federal, um, the federal statute, it is illegal. Illegal aliens came across the border this year. Two million of them came across in 2021. There's now an average of 200 to 250,000 illegal aliens coming into the country every single month, every single month. And those illegal aliens have free government health care, free school systems, and we go on and on. It is going to bankrupt our nation, and we as taxpayers are paying for that. Um, in 2021, <clears throat> also in January, um, one of the other things that the administration had said that they were going to do is they were going to um, scrutinize and presumably reject any pro-life legislation brought forth in the states. Their authority to carry out this aggressive violation of separations of powers, it's dubious at best, but um, just last week, you know what they said? Our government said that they are now prepared to use executive orders to overturn the Supreme Court decision if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. 
It just, just um, happened about a week and a half ago. And then we have, meanwhile, we have the drag queen story hour executive. This, um, the director of the drag queen story hour, he said that gun control is needed to protect kids. Think hard about that for a moment. He's telling us that we need gun control to protect kids while the drag queen story hour is going into public um, places all over our state and all over our nation and doing a drag queen story hour with little kids. And he's telling us that we need gun control legislation to protect kids. How about something to protect kids from people like that? I'm just, just wondering. In fact, our governor thinks it's so serious that he's working on getting legislation passed this next year to stop that nonsense. Amen. And of course, I can't leave out Gay Pride Month. It's actually going on this month. And they're very proud of their sponsors. They have sponsors like Apple, Fossil, Reebok, Burger King, Adidas, Banana Republic, the United Nations. They're on board. Keep that in mind for a minute. Converse, Disney. Now Disney, they have rainbow Disney collection that's marketed to children. You can go on their website and you can see all the nice pretty rainbow stuff uh, for children and then you see actually children models wearing it. And then you go on to have Gap, Harry's Razors, Joanne Fabric, Kate Spade, Lego. By the way, Mrs. Lloyd, never again will we go to Lego. Amen. Levi's, Olay, is that Toilet of Olay or Toilet of Olay? Is that like a, what is that? <laughs> PetSmart, QVC, of course, of course, Ralph Lauren, Skittles, Skittles, Target, Xena Eyewear, 1-800-Flowers. Sorry, guys, heads up. 1-800-Flowers. They're supporting gay pride. A rainbow. A rainbow. They're very symbol of God that promised not to destroy the earth with a flood again. It's a slap in the face of a holy God. My daughter wrote something, um, and I'm going to read it to you. It says this, the rainbow flag is the world's way of taunting their maker. They host their pride above the treetops in flagrant rebellion. They use his rainbow of mercy to presume upon his grace. God promised to never flood the earth again, but when God pours out the heat of his wrath upon the wicked, they will beg for water to cool their tongues. It's blasphemy. It's blasphemy to a holy God. I want to go to Revelation real quick. <clears throat> Revelation 13, if you just take a moment and turn there. Um, I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but I, I want to, to read a couple things here that I think is, is very important today's, what's going on today. Revelation 13.
I'm going to go ahead and start in, um, in verse 3, Revelation 13, 3. And I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. I want you to note that word blasphemies. And power was given unto him to create 40 um, and two months. That's three and a half years. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy, again, against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. You can't go on television today and not hear God's name being blasphemed. Uh, you can't, uh, e even this gay pride thing, you can go on any channel, any network channel, uh, just about, and you'll see the little rainbow, you know, flickering on the bottom corner of your television screen. Um, everywhere you look, um, you hear um, now it's, it's acceptable to use God's name in vain to a level that um, when I was growing up, I, I couldn't imagine. Blaspheme. God is blaspheme everywhere we look, everywhere we go. God is blaspheme. It's become so normal and natural that we as Christians don't even realize it. We don't even realize it. We just kind of like, oh, okay, okay. And I think about, like, these stores. You know, I, I'm always said, look, this has got to be a personal conviction. If you, but when you have an organization that is openly blaspheming God, how do you, how do you just, that's okay. That's, that's, I'm okay with that. I, I like Nike, <laughs> but not enough to wear their shoes because they're blaspheming God. They don't have to do that. Disney? They don't have to do that. But as our, our governor said, it's, it's deeper than that. They are, they are grooming children into a very, very wicked, immoral lifestyle. They're grooming kids. And I'm sorry, that's just wrong. That's wrong. Do you, do you have to go to Disney? Do you have to go buy Nike shoes? Uh, no. No. And as, as Ocala Christian Academy, I will say this, because there's a lot of like sports stuff that we have to look at all the time, but I'm going to be very, very careful to, to do anything that would give money to somebody that's blaspheming my God. And in, in Romans, or I'm sorry, Revelation 13, if you would go on to the bottom, let's see, you go to, um, I'm sorry, to uh, verse, actually 14. And deceive, deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast, which they wound by the sword, and he did live. And he had power to give life 
unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the name, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is a number of a man, and his number is six hundred threescore and six. Over many years, I've, I've heard this, this message um, on Revelation 14, uh, I'm sorry, Revelation 13, Revelation 14, and I've, I've seen this in, in Scripture. In fact, um, uh, when I was growing up, um, there, was, um, there was several, there was a movie out about um, the end times of tribulation, and, and there's a series, uh, Left Behind series. There's a lot of, lot of things that, that you see in today's world about this. But I was reading this, and I, I saw it today, a couple days ago, in a little bit different light. You know, is it a mark? Is it an actual visual mark? Um, it very well could be a, a, very, a, a mark that you could see on your hand or your forehead. But it is a mark that probably can't be removed. It's not like, a, you know, a magic marker or something in that nature. Uh, you know, could it be a tattoo or something? Very well could be. Um, you know, I think the tattoo culture uh, may actually, you know, be part of, um, and I'm going to use the word grooming just because it's in my head right now, of grooming people to that, to that ideology. Oh, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Um, what, what could that be? What, you know, and I look at that and I look at some of the things that's going on in our nation today and I'm thinking, you know what, we're not too far away. We're not too far away. What would happen tomorrow? And we in America, um, it's been recent that we have actually known in my generation, I've never known of a store not having food in, on the shelves. I've never seen that before, Pastor. And I'm starting to see it. You know, I'm starting to see it. It's like we were always, you know, food connoisseurs. You know, we had to have Charmin. It had to be Charmin. Everybody, I mean, you know. That's what, what was in our household, you know. And now it's to the point where, hey, can you find some toilet paper? You know, that, that was the big thing. And you go on and, and think about that. But what happens if the shelves empty? How many people have gardens? What happens if the shelves actually empty? What would you do to feed yourself and your family? At what price would you go? And then that mark becomes, oh, okay, I get it. The COVID experience is something that, again, I believe that it has groomed our nation um, to control. The COVID experience. Um, they were effective marketers. Um, the, our, our government was a very effective at, at marketing COVID, COVID vaccinations. They were very, very effective at it. They went after every organization that they could find, conservative, liberal, or otherwise. They even went to churches and got major churches to endorse and push a movement that um, makes me wonder. Um, 
that what their intent was. And as I look back on that, I think, you know what? Um, we are in a situation today that I, I believe that I don't think there's any turning back. I'm just going to be honest. I, I, don't think, I don't think God is going to spare our country. I just don't. I've, I've seen too much. I was on a call a couple days ago, and I, I was, and it was made up, and I'll have to be extremely vague about this, it was made up of attorneys, um, medical doctors, and very, very well-known ones. This is not, you know, some people that, you know, just got together, very well-known ones. And they were discussing um, pandemics. They were discussing the DNA sequencing uh, very specifically about um, not necessarily COVID. They were talking about COVID because um, those COVID vaccines were kind of like the first introduction of a DNA sequencing uh, type of uh, injection that um, has never really been at some mass level before. And they were going in great discussion on discussing this and discussing where it's going to go. Um, and there's even discussions of making superhuman people um, using DNA sequencing. And you're like, whew, this is Wi-Fi stuff. No, man, these people are talking about this uh, from a very, very high level, very reliable places. And I'm like, wow. Um, as in the days of Noah, you're going too far and God's not going to put up with that. God's just not going to put up with that. We have, in the meantime, we have our federal government. <clears throat> this happened a couple years ago, I will tell you this. But they bought 150 million dollars of guns and ammo, 158 million dollars of guns and ammo um, by non-military agencies. And you're like, well, what kind of agencies might that be? Department of Education? Now, the Federal Department of Education, they're not supposed to, I mean, they're not even supposed to be given curriculum out to our to our states, much less than anything else. All they're supposed to do is do some advising. Department of Education. Um, Homeland Security, I understand that one. Um, IRS. They're, um, they bought AR-15s fully automatic, the military grade, okay, military grade. We'll make sure you all know that. Um, Small Business Administration, U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services. Um, they've got Glocks. They have. They put silencers on those. I'm not sure why. Anybody have any ideas on that one? Department of Vet Veterans Affairs. Um, Department of Health and Human Services. And these are, like I said. Um, it's not just they bought some guns and ammo, it's $158 million worth of guns and ammo, and they are high-grade, military-level stuff that they bought. They even bought ammo that is against the Geneva Convention, which I'm not really sure 
why they would do that. Um, even in law enforcement, many states require um, a particular type of ammo that is um, within the guidelines of the Geneva Convention. It goes on um, that some of these other um, organizations that they bought for, um, every, every organization, um, agriculture, every organization they were buying these. I mean, they were, they were, in fact, when there was a gun, uh, the ammo shortage uh, a couple years ago, it was a result of the federal government buying up all the ammo. And you're like, why? Why are they doing that? What, what, what value is that to, to our citizens? And meanwhile, um, as you see our, our nation get darker and darker and men get evil, more evil, more evil, you see how that they are trying to regulate and take away that right, the Second Amendment right from, from citizens um, that, are, that can protect themselves from, from other evil people and or a tyrannical government. Yeah, I did say that. They're amassing firepower and they're demanding gun control for their citizens. That report I just gave you actually came out of Forbes, Forbes magazine. So it's not some right-leaning or right-wing, you know, crazy organization. That's where the article came out of. 58 agencies, non-military federal agencies. Um, and 40 of those are regulatory administrative agencies that are not, um, they have no purpose or reason <clears throat> to have um, that kind of military grade uh, weapons. Then <clears throat> you have other, other issues, our World Health Organization. World Health Organization, a couple, year, a couple weeks ago, actually it's been about three weeks ago, you heard that um, the, um, the Biden administration, our current administration, and the World Health Organization was trying to pass 13 amendments that would actually um, give the World Health Organization, which is a UN nation, UN, I'm sorry, organization, um, international control over the United States health. Um, it would actually go as far as taking over um, our health system to a level, if there was a pandemic, the World Health Organization could decree what they would require the United States to do. Now, if you go, you remember when we told you about social media and how they're controlling, how that's being controlled? Now, you can go and look what I just told you and go Google it, and you'll have um, US News and World Report fact-checking what I just told you. Okay, or you'll have some other fact check. I mean, as soon as you get that, you Google that, um, they will blast you about conspiracy theories and all this stuff. I'm just telling you, that's what it said. That's the truth. And you can fact check it and you can, you can do whatever. The fact of the matter is, um, that is what is going on. In fact, there's attorneys that are filing, had filed suit against this, saying this is unconstitutional. You cannot take away the sovereignty of the United States by giving it to a foreign entity, specifically the United Nations, the new one world government that's heading our way. So um, 
Bill Gates is totally in on this, this program. He's very, very supportive of it. Um, he funds a lot of vaccinations all over the world, and he's also a huge, huge um, uh, proponent of um, population control. Now, why would saving lives using vaccinations and being a proponent of population control, how does that work? Think about that for a minute. If you're vaccinating and protecting lives, then that's, that's, that's not helping your population control philosophy, is it? Think about that for a moment. Many of the, the things that, that have come out, there's been many, many studies that have come out, and if you fact check this one, it's gonna come back as, as what, you know, it's gonna come back as, oh, that's false, because US News and World Report said it was. Mark, I'm sorry or not, you're probably having to cut me out of about everything I'm saying. But that's, that's, that's what's going on. Um, you, have, you have these vaccinations, um, many of the vaccinations, I'm not talking about the COVID, I'm just talking about many of the vaccinations. We have an epidemic of uh, student disabilities in our nation. It's an epidemic. Every year, every year, Ms. Etheridge, I bet you could verify this, that you're seeing more and more and more over the years that you've been doing this. I bet you've seen more and more uh, students with learning disabilities. It's like, what is going on here? Autism is at an at a epidemic level in our nation. Why? Do you think that's just, what? I mean, why all of a sudden? There's a cause for that. And many times when studies are done to try to find out what the cause is, many of the times the studies are shut down. They're shut down by um, big organizations or they're shut down by government entities. The one that I just mentioned about autism and vaccines was one of the largest studies ever done in the UK, and the people that did the studies went to prison. For what? We're not real sure, but it shut it down. Many of these vaccines, um, many of the vaccines um, are done using aborted fetuses. Bet y'all didn't know that, I didn't. But then I think, I think, I, I look back and I say to myself, Lord, now that I know that, can I in good conscience take a vaccine that I know was a result a, one, a murdered baby, one of yours? Can I do that? I, I can't. I can't. There's no justification in my own mind for that. Because I don't believe that the end justifies the means. I don't believe that. I believe God is sovereign and he is a holy God. And I believe my God is going to judge this. Our nation is going into a one world government. It is heading at a breakneck speed into a one world government. Revelations 
13 and 14 talk about a one world government, okay? I don't believe, or I, I believe that there has to be a preparation of a one world government. It can't just happen like overnight and just something really happens. There has to be a process of a one world government. And there's organizations out there that tell us that the COVID pandemic is a perfect, perfect opportunity for the reset, the great reset. Have you ever heard that term, the great reset? That's where it's coming from. It's coming from a one world government organization and specifically the United Nations is part of that process. And I'm gonna say as a side note for the, for the United Nations, IB, you heard the IB program? My child is in the IB program at Acme School. You ever heard that? I mean, it's a special, you know, high scholastic program that um, for kids that are exceptional learning kids that are in that program. You know where that comes from? It comes from the United Nations. That's where it comes from. That IB program was created by the United Nations. I have the textbooks, you wanna see them. It comes, from the, it comes from the United Nations. And if you look at that stuff in there, if you look at a lot of the content in there, you will see that that one world government philosophy is all in that. So let's find the best kids, let's promote this really exceptional learning program for our best kids, and let's teach them how to be a good one world government proponent. That's what, it, that's what they're doing. I've got the book. I fought this in Common Core and got brutally beat up over it. That's the reason I know so much about that. America's losing its sovereignty. I told you about the two million illegal aliens coming in every single, or I'm sorry, came in in 2021, and 200 to 250,000 are coming across the border every single month. A nation, United States, must make its citizens dependent upon the government. The gas shortages in the United States are intentional. I'm sorry, I'm just being honest. It's intentional. This has nothing to do with Russia. Okay? Doesn't have anything to do with Russia. Who knew before this happened that Russia even had a little bit of oil? They do have a little bit, but that's all they have. The food shortages are intentional. The food shortages are intentional. It doesn't have to do anything to do with Ukraine. Okay, I'm just telling you it doesn't. We don't get our stuff in Ukraine. Other, other countries do, but we don't. The hyperinflation that I said was going to happen, we had our hyperinflation. As soon as the government figures out what the inflation rate is, they will say it's a hyperinflation. They probably won't use that word because it's damaging to their reputation because they haven't even determined there's really been that much inflation going on. But we're in a hyperinflation. It's the highest inflation rate since the Great Depression, and it's probably higher than the Great Depression was. If you add and average it all together. The other thing that the, the government will have to do 
is weaken the church. A one-world government has to weaken the church. It has to, wor- has to weaken evangelical Christians. And let me say it in a different way. It has to weaken Bible-believing Christians that believe in Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and that believe that the Word of God is an inspired Word of God. They have to weaken that group to get in a one-world government. And the COVID test was one of the tests that Christians lost. The COVID test was was one of those. When governments, when state governments across this country started shutting down churches and would allow bars and strip bars to be open, but they said that was essential, but they said, churches, you can't meet. In fact, we're going to arrest you arrest you. Did you think in your lifetime that a pastor of a church would get arrested for opening up his building and having a church service? When right down the street the bar is open? We're in trouble. And the problem is, is Christians said, oh, I'm sorry, Uh, we've got to obey the government rather than God. Oh, wait, that's not the way that goes, is it? We've got to obey God rather than man. That's not what happened. The churches were weakened across this nation. And the government sat by and they watched. They watched the churches and how they reacted to it. And we failed. The churches failed. This church didn't. Central Baptist Church did. And they kept their doors open no matter what. I remember the discussion our pastor said, no matter what, we were going to keep our doors open. And I told him I'd visit him in jail. (laughs) Christians have been forced to take this vaccine against their biblical beliefs. And that was another test that the government gave. And I would say this, that I think the government is maybe losing that battle right now. Uh, People like Matt Staver, other organizations have been fighting to win those battles, and they are being, and they are being won. Our state um, has won a big battle when they passed legislation to prevent mandatory vaccinations. Though our federal government is continuing that, that process, um, we are still, and it's still being fought. But it's not about this vaccine I'm talking about. It's saying, I have, a, I have a reason, a religious conviction, because I'm not going to do something. The government does never has the right in our Constitution to make and force you to do it. See, our Constitution was written that our conscience is above any government law. Our Constitution is written that way. But we as Christians don't really want to exercise that. You know, let's just get along. There's come a point in time where we're going to keep getting along and we're going to lose our nation, which we're in the process of doing. Our government is promoting transgender in the military. This is a direct reason that they're doing this, is to weaken our military. We're getting all the Christians out of the military that refuse to take the vaccine. 
That's what they're doing. And let's go ahead and promote transgender, including hormone replacement therapy and sex change operations. By the way, I don't care what you do there. It's not going to work because our God created a man and a woman. in the story. But they're doing it to weaken our government. They're doing it to weaken our military. Our military, our government, has standing by, I'm going to say it and I'm going to get in trouble for it and I don't really care. They have illegal immigrants standing by in camps waiting to take places of our military personnel when they get kicked out of, the go- out, of the, out of the military for refusing to take the vaccine. And by the way, that can happen and that's what's happening. Control its citizens through gathering mass amounts of data on them. This was one of the things that I fought in Common Core. Our children the, the testing and stuff they were doing on our children, they were getting information that had nothing to do with math, had nothing to do with reading, English language, arts. It was they were gathering information. How many of them were pro-life? How many of them had, had um, how many families had guns in their family? And it goes on and on and on. And now there's a push for the social emotional learning. There's a push right now in our government because of the mass shootings that's going on I'm sorry, the mass murders going on. Because of that, we have got to have more, um, we've got to have some more psychologists getting in there and find out what's going on with our kids. So let's get more data on our kids. Let's figure out what's going on there. And it's happening at a breakneck speed. You don't think that when you get on Facebook and you make a post, you don't think that, that that's being recorded? I've got, a tig- I've got a terabyte of that stuff on social media for opposition research against other candidates, me alone. What do you think the government's doing? And then I'm just going to really get in here and I'm really going to get uh, in trouble. you got 5G network. You ever heard of that? That's, that's a cool thing. I mean, it's super lightning fast, 5G network. This is some really, really good stuff. And the organ- one of the organizations I work for started screaming about this um, about a year ago, about two years ago. And I'm like, what, what's, I don't know what the problem is. I mean, I want, my, I want my phone to work faster, don't you? I mean, come on. It's on the same frequency as the military uses <clears throat> to control large riots and enemy forces. Did you know that? And let me explain how that works. That 5G network, the frequency range, is used by the military to send out a signal from a tower in a particular group, and they usually will have a military, um, um, a, a military a tower that they put up in place, and they can disperse a crowd just like that. And you know how, they, how it works? The radiation of that uh, frequency actually causes your skin to feel like it's on fire. And so you take off. That's the same frequency range that 5G networks are used all across our country right now. And you know who is installing those? 
Now the previous administration stopped this, but you know who is the supplier of that? China. China. They're our good friends. I just thought I want to make sure everybody knows that. Good guys. And I just already mentioned this. I'm going to mention it one more time. The DNA technology. It isn't just for COVID anymore. It's being used at a scope that I cannot even describe to you, the testing that they're using on this. And this is how there's a lot of stuff that our, our government, it's illegal. We've passed legislation and laws at the federal level to prevent a lot of things from happening um, in our government, especially in scientific testing on human beings. We've done a lot to do that. But you know how, they, you know how the workaround works? This is what they do. That's no problem. We'll just go fund China. Good guys. We'll just go fund them to do, the, to do the workforce. Or we'll go fund another place in another country to do all the workforce. And that's what they do. It's a workaround. Um, it's against the law at a federal level to, um, to do cloning. Okay? But it's going on all across the world and the federal government is funding a lot of that, a lot of it. Um, the lab in China, by the way, uh, the federal government funded a lot of the things that came from COVID. That's just a fact. Nobody wants to talk about it, but that's what happened. Our nation is in serious trouble. Um, I have not slept at night over some of the things that I've heard and I heard in some of these conferences that I've, I've been to. And again, I, this is not something, I'm not, a, I'm not a tin hatter, I'm not somebody, in fact, I'm the biggest skeptic in the world. I, every time I hear something, I'm like, yes, seriously, really, you know, show me the proof, because I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. But we can keep our heads um, in the sand, or we can say, Lord, the time is quick. What do you want me to do? And I was telling the pastor this a couple days ago. I said, you know, this is depressing. Who told me not to be depressing tonight? Well, that was you. Okay, I knew somebody died. I didn't even know who it was. I just heard in the back. I even looked up. I thought, you know, Lord, I don't, I don't want to be depressing. Here's the, here's the blessing of this. Number one is God's coming back pretty quick here. I mean, that's the blessing of this. But... I thought to myself, what do I do? This is heavy stuff. This is heavy stuff. What do I do? As a Christian, what do you do? And this is what I've determined in my own heart. I'm going to live every day like it's my last. Because I don't know. We don't know. But it's easy because I'm a certain age. Pastor's a lot older than I am. And you can say, you know, I've probably got, you know, X amount of years to live. Um, there is a, a, a famous movie star that lives here in Ocala. said, you know, I'm in the last part of my life. And he's at the very same age I am. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that was painful. But I'm going to live my life every single day, every single day, like it's my last day. So if I was to live my life every day like it's my last day, what would the day look like? What would, what would today, what would right now, if you were to live your life like it was the last day that you have on earth? And if you're a Christian, 
and you're, and you're gone tomorrow, whether it's the rapture or God takes you home tomorrow, what would it look like if you knew that? What would it look like? How about your neighbor across the street? The one that really, you know, you wave at, a couple high fives every once in a while, but that's it. How about the people that you eat, you, you, the, the waitress at the restaurant? This world is dying and going to hell. The thing is, in Revelation 13 and 14, you see what happens to the people that God judges. And it is horrific. It is a judgment like has never been ever. It's a judgment. And there's a point where that you read where that the people are begging the mountains to fall on them. They're begging to die. But what happens after they die? That's when the big judgment happens. And my charge to you tonight is this. How are you living your life? If you do not know Christ as your Savior, I don't, I don't know what I can say to you to beg you, to implore you that tonight has to be the night that you accept Christ as your personal Savior. I, I don't know how, because as a Christian, I know, I read the last book, and I know how it ends. But I also know how it ends for somebody that doesn't know Christ as their Savior. And that is our job as believers. It's our job as believers. Every moment that we breathe, we can never get that day back. I can never get back yesterday. I can't get it back. But what I do for Christ right now is what's going to matter for eternity. Let's pray.